0: like if you don't go to the gym, I'm not even gonna swipe on you and it's like right. okay. I mean that's the that's fun sucking your own dick at the gym. Like <laughs> with sex toys, intent is key. Don't you fucking get what the God particle is, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to bust your bubble. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, that is like scientifically proven that male's deep voice is more attractive. Uh oh. Well, I mean there's nothing you can do. <laughs> you murder them. And eat their goddamn corpses. Is that necessarily true? This is a funny thing. I saw what TJ got picked to do this, and I said, "I am a thousand (laughs) times better than TJ." All right, welcome back to We Are the Strange. This is a podcast uh, where I talk to strange people like myself. I'm your host, Chris, and my guest today is one of my favorite and most funny people, uh, Chris. It's myself. I decided to host this one myself. it's a, kind of a special episode. I'll get into a little bit of why. Um, let's see, but what's uh, what's going on with me? Uh, la- was it last a week and a half? Uh, these dates are going to be all over the place. I did Nacho Treehouse with uh, Tyler and TJ, which was uh, super fun. It was a weird, uh, kind of relaxed comedy format where basically um, the three of us riffed on the movie Batman and Robin. Uh, basically, they, had, they set up a couch and a projector, and we were in the couch, uh, and then the audience was behind us, and they gave us microphones and we did the riffing that way and that was uh that actually came out um really well it was it was a lot of fun and uh, a lot of people actually really responded uh to all the jokes so I was very surprised with that so that was a super good time that everyone was kind of like zoned in and uh and we only did like half an hour of it so I think that was like the perfect amount um so shout out to Danny Rabarski. I think oh god I hope I'm pronouncing his name right um uh, because he puts on a really good show i, I was there like uh, a month ago uh to see uh the habanero challenge that he had with comics uh and that was a lot of fun um when i was uh, uh this was uh, a couple four days ago uh, i'm all over the place uh, i did so emo at uh, elixir in chicago uh it was my first city show i didn't want to make a big deal but online because i didn't want to feel like a dork but i was really dorking out about it it was my first city gig and uh I was super appreciative to the uh the Palm sisters. So shout out to uh Gina and Sharon Palm. They run a really, really good show. Um I rode up there, uh, and by that I mean uh I got a ride there. Um uh from Skits, Skits M. Jones. Uh so shout out to Skits. And actually, uh before I even get to that <laughs> into that show a little bit more, uh if you Skits has been going to a lot of shows. Um, just to support and i think they have like the best attitude and idea about it so if they're ever offering a ride to a show i think you should take them up because uh no one supports at this point uh suburbs and city shows more than skits uh i the show itself was uh super fun i did get a little nervous when i got there it seemed like a A little bit more of like a classier joint, which I'm not used to. I saw a lot of, when I walked in, I saw a lot of, uh, uh, it was really nice. And then I saw a lot of collared shirts, which made me (laughs) very, very nervous, Um, which is just really funny. I I just remember uh, just thinking about how I'm so used to different a different environment like uh, most of uh, most of the places that do stand up in are rowdy bars either mics or shows that's just where it ends up being for me and those are the places that I feel most comfortable to the point where like a lot of my materials seems like geared for people who are you know used to being in a rowdy bar so I remember uh, getting there and then crossing off like all these jokes on my uh on my set list and uh being super nervous about it and then uh Sharon went up and then she did a bunch of she did a couple dick jokes that landed (laughs) and I was like oh okay (laughs) so (laughs) so I I I reassessed my set again I think I rewrote my set like nine times since I got there just because I was like I don't know what the fuck these people are gonna want I, I haven't seen this many collared shirts since uh last funeral I went to so uh that was, uh, you know, that's another lesson in uh, uh, not judging a book by its cover. There's so many times where I've like judged how a show's gonna be, and it went completely the the opposite. I I did a show out in Wisconsin, and uh, or uh, closer to Wisconsin anyway, and it was uh it was like a like a country bar, and I was freaking out because there was like American flag in the background. Uh, and there's like the barrels everywhere and there was like a sign that said it had a picture of a shotgun and it says we don't call the cops and then it's just like flannel everywhere and all these white people and you know which isn't normally bad but when you're the only not white person uh, uh, you get a little nervous you know especially when they're like really really blasting the country music and I remember doing my set and it actually went super well surprisingly um maybe I probably didn't have to cross out as much stuff as I, as I did, (laughs) you know, but, and then afterwards I was standing at the bar and, uh, I remember, uh, I felt three like gigantic presences behind me. And, uh, all I hear is, Hey, and then turn around and there's three like giant dudes in flannels with beards. And I'm like, ah, fuck, here we go. And then there was like a, a pause and I was like, hi. And they're like, do you want a shot? <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. I'm I'm the bigoted, judgmental asshole in this scenario. These guys are super nice. <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> that's actually happened to be a, a bunch of times where just like the the people that I'm like wary of uh, are the people that like me the most. But I, I kind of feel like I kind of need to be that way just in case. A couple days ago uh, was the burbies. Um, and that was a whole lot of fun. That's our holiday party that all the, uh, suburb comics come out to, but a bunch of the city comics actually came out and, uh, hung out a little bit too, which I thought was fun. Um, basically we just did a little award ceremony that means absolutely nothing. And we just party, you know, before and after that, it's just mostly just us being, you know, trying to make jokes and, you know, in a different format, honestly. Uh, and then, uh, I think, uh, I was nominated for three things uh, this year, it was uh, I was nominated for this podcast, uh, so thanks. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm surprised anybody's listening to this because it's all just weird bananas shenanigans. Uh, I was also nominated for best up and coming, uh, so that was fun. That was my second time being uh, nominated for that, uh, of which TJ won it. I think TJ won it. Did he? Oh, whatever. Uh, probably. I'm gonna kill that guy. And then, uh, uh, uh then I was nominated for best showcase. Um, we were not, which is. Uh, uh, this show I did at my house called uh, um, Identity Crisis. I, I produced that with uh, J.R. Castro, and if we're being completely honest, Jr. Castro did most of the actual like networking aspect of that. Um, so shout out to him. He's he's super fun, and uh, he's uh, way more of a people person than I am. I I'm am not a people person at all. I love uh, I love working the gear. And the and the soundboard and the music. That's uh that's kinda like my thing. Uh, but we're super pumped. We're definitely gonna do it again uh this coming year. And uh I think uh it's gonna be <laughs> a lot bigger deal this time. So that that'll be a whole lot of fun. It was fun. I was pretty I was pretty fucked up. I so my, my whole recollection recollection of the, the night is I mean it's pretty good, honestly. I'm I, I pride myself in maintaining when I drink and you know other <laughs> Um, uh, and honestly, I'm, I'm a pretty tame, uh, abuser in terms of like, uh, like if I'm like super wasted, I don't really, I know those people like get nuts when they drink a lot, but like, I'm not one of those people. I could be like blackout drunk and I, I do not even imagine that like, I'll do nothing. I will do nothing. I will just talk to people and then eventually I used to hide a lot because people used to fuck with me when I used to like get blackout drunk, they would do something. So when i when I would black out, I would end up like hiding under a table or something, and I'd just fall asleep down there now I just like go back like I'm a grown ass man, so I had a hotel room like I paid for so I just went there <laughs> let's see oh uh this is a a a thing I wanted to talk about uh there was an incident at uh at work bar grill um at the open mic uh that was uh, in no way the fault of the producers uh that work there. Um, this is completely. I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, Xavier Lamont um, was hosting that night, and as soon as he got up on stage, this dude sat up in front, and then he just started saying the N word to him. Xavier Lamont is is a black comic, um, a pretty well known one uh, out here, and uh, so that dude just kept saying the N word, and Xavier gave him a couple warnings to stop doing it, and he did not. Uh, he was just some crazy white guy with a. He was just like this really weird white guy, with a backwards cap with a CSI, and he just wouldn't stop saying it, and they were arguing on stage for a while. And there was a black dude sitting next to the racist guy, and then the black dude was trying to vouch for him, which I thought was fucking insane. You know, uh, the guy, the his the black friend was like, "Oh, I know this guy," and I was like, "That's." Uh, uh, and XL was like, I don't give a fuck. And, you know, you're you're right. That one black dude does not speak for all the other black dudes. That doesn't make any fucking sense. So I don't know why the fuck he was doing that. I would not involve myself with that dude at all. That was really fucking stupid. And uh, what ended up happening is Xavier uh, just ended up getting off stage, and then he just left. He just fucking bailed. And then the mic got had to get canceled because of all that shenanigans. Um... And it was just like a really fucked up situation. And I felt, uh, honestly, in in the crowd, like guilty that I didn't like say or do anything as as a fellow person of color. I felt like a little bit of responsibility to say, speak up or something. Um, But at the same time, like Xavier Lamont, like a veteran comic, I was kind of interested in seeing and almost I believe that he could swing it out of it, you know like segue out of it somehow like maybe he, he he's he's been doing comedy for way, way longer than me you know he's a little bit I think he's older than me you know so I was kind of like thinking that he could potentially handle it but then when he got on stage I mean I honestly I I don't blame him and I think that was uh, appropriate Um, I mean what else do you do in that situation you know it sucked that one dude spoiled it for like pretty much everybody else and that guy was fucking insane he was outside saying the craziest shit like i'm the blackest guy out here and like dude what the fuck are you talking about i would love to see that guy like he's saying it out in fucking elk grove village but like you know so yeah that was fucking weird and it reminds me of an incident that i had when uh, I went to this uh, open mic at the the East Street Cafe in Oak Park, I did a joke about how I just found out that the word Oriental was offensive to Asians. Uh, it's, it's really fun and also pretty much a true story. Uh, I did not know that that word was bad uh, up until recently. Uh, so... Uh, but at the same time, I know that a lot of Asian people don't like it now. Uh, um, I, I totally get that. Like, I'm not going to be like that other black dude who was like, I speak for all Asians. You know, I'm not going to do. I definitely do not speak for all Asians. And I I think I've told other people, I'm like, I don't care about that word. But I mean, I don't speak for every Asian ever. And then there's a lot of uh, I mean, I'm around stand up comedians all the time and they'll say some. Sometimes, like, you know, borderline racist stuff in jest. You know, it's never anything serious. And I'm friends with those people. But at the same time, I'm like, don't say that around non-Asian comics or even Asian comics that, you know, that I don't know because I don't speak for them. You could say it around me. I don't give a fuck. I know you guys, but they don't know you. And I I, I can't defend you if anything like that happens. Uh, but basically what ended up happening is after I told that joke, the host, uh, this older white guy who is not a comedian, just some weird guy. uh he kept referring to me as the Oriental a lot throughout the day. And I was like, "Uh, that's weird. I think a normal person would know that they probably shouldn't do that. But I was like, whatever, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not going to take it personally. He's being weird. And I mean, his tone was pretty racist, Um, but I had invited that. So that's on me, you know, at that point I, I, I had normalized it for the room. Uh, but then I saw some like Asian guy in the back, like he was like making a delivery. And uh, he looked pretty disturbed. At what was happening, and I was like, "Ah, fuck! I didn't know." I mean, I was the only Asian person when I started telling that joke in the room. I didn't know, you know. <laughs> so so uh, sorry, sorry to that dude. Um, and it just it made me wonder, like, uh, if um, I is a is a is a like a colored, you know, comedian has a, has a responsibility to avoid stuff like that on in on in you know on stage in my set. Um, I do a lot of rooms that are primarily white and I never really know how it's going to go. Uh, so I just, uh, it was just something to think about. I really haven't come up with an answer for that. Uh, I, I don't want to not do certain jokes just cause I'm scared of the, you know, outcomes. Um, I'm scared of like racism and it, but at the same time, I don't want to put anyone, uh, who's also ethnic or colored in a in a situation uh where they're uncomfortable because of me. You know, so that's so it's something uh uh something uh, something to think about. Um uh, so yeah I feel really, really bad for uh Xavier Lamont and then uh, the the producers at work Bar and Grill. Uh what happened was uh, none of your faults and uh I thought you guys handled it the best that you could. Um, uh, switching gears to a, a happier, uh, celebratory notes. Uh, this, this episode today is special to me because, uh, December is, uh, my two year anniversary in standup comedy. Uh, I've officially been doing it for standup two years. I know a lot of people forget that about me and I actually take that as a compliment. Usually uh, a lot of people have told me they thought I've been doing it for longer, which is really, really nice of you. I have not been, uh, uh. I had a pretty rocky start in the beginning. I mean, my my origin story is pretty typical of a uh, of a lot of comics. I won't, I won't go back to that. I'm not gonna Spider Man you guys and tell you my origin story 800 times. Uh, but now, uh, uh, I think uh, after two years, I, I think I've learned. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I've learned. It's hard to it's hard to put that into words. Honestly, uh, you just kind of uh, you just get a bunch of stage time, and then it's just something it's something uh, intangible kind of just like builds and i don't really know how to describe it i had a, i had a comedy goals this year uh all of which i've i pretty much hit my goal was this 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 uh this year in comedy was to do a 15 minute set i had not yet as as of the end of the burbies last year and uh i think really early on this year uh someone at uh, at work bar and grill they gave me 25 which was 10 more minutes than I was, uh, I was shooting for. Um, it's, I'm super grateful to them. It was a really, really fun show, probably the most fun I've ever had doing stand ups was like right in the beginning. Um, they, they put on a really, really fun show. So let, I would not let one incident, you know, sully the, the things that they have accomplished this year. I know they're really upset about it, but that's a super fucking fun show definitely go out there just uh keep an eye out for that guy. I don't know what that de- that guy's deal is. So I I got to do 25 there. I've done several 20 minute 20 25 minute sets this year. Um so that was that was actually a lot easier to accomplish than I uh, anticipated. Um the main thing about that though is uh I wanted to be a little bit more prepared for it. They kind of like threw me into that. Uh if we're being completely honest, I can do like a tight 15. Uh, that's like 15 minutes. I'm like super proud of and I know it's going to land um after that uh the the jokes i mean i have good jokes after that but it's not stuff i i would say is like you know um you know that's gonna like destroy it's stuff that's like it's like funny but i kind of use that to kind of fill in time in between the jokes that i know are gonna get a huge laugh um and just kind of like want to extend that time more so i could do a tie 15 i've been doing 25 to 30 other places uh, which has been fun um but i think uh my goal for next year is gonna be to do a half hour set like half hour to yeah because i don't think i've only really been done doing 25 i think 25 max is what i've done so 30 30 is the goal this year i'm not gonna extend it by 10 that's insane uh this is already more than i thought i would be doing by this point so we're, we're going to shoot that up to 30 and then maybe i can shoot up my tight 15 to a tight 20 and uh, i'd be happy with that i also my other goal was to do more city stuff uh that was uh, less successful but at the same time i still did i did make the effort i did more stuff out in the city um which is uh definitely a learning experience it's not a whole lot different than a lot of uh, the other mics in terms of uh the actual mics but i will say that uh, out in the city they are fighting for three to four minutes typically i mean there's a couple, bunch of places you can get five but at the same time it's like there's a lot of lotto spot mics in the, the commutes it basically it's just not very time efficient what's going on out there is like you'll get It'll take you two, mi- two hours to get to a mic and wait there to sign up, and then it'll take another two hours for the mic, you know, to start. Not to start, but it'll take, a, like, I don't know, 30 minutes for the mic to start, and then, like, an hour uh, before you can go up. And so that's kind of like a three-hour um, time sync, and then you got to go to another one. I know it's possible to hit multiple mics at once, um, but at the same time, I it, that just seems not very time efficient to someone who does not live in the city. I do not live in the city. I'm out in the suburbs, which is fine. Um, but then, I and I always I was like under pressure by from myself to go out there and, and do more stand up. At the same time, like I, it depends on what your goal is. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, my goal is getting stage time and then working it out in front of a crowd. And I could do that out here uh, in the suburbs. The scene is is really good now. I, I think it didn't used to be, and I think that people kind of still think that. Um, but now I can go to a mic. And get like five to six minutes of stage time out here and then I can be home, you know, and I can actually stay for a while and support and and then be home at a reasonable time. And it's just it makes more sense for me to do it out here. Um, I, I'm going to stay the course out here. It seems uh, it seems to me the most time efficient. Oh, and you know what? Um, shout out to uh, TJ Remick and Emily Schaefer. It's also their two year anniversary um, around this time. We all started around the same time. They were too cool to mention it. I am not. Uh, so shout out to them because I think uh, uh, same thing with me. A lot of people always forget that they are two years in as well. Um, they've both been making ton of progress uh, and have gotten they have tightened up their their sets uh, a lot over the course of the two years and it's been uh fun to watch them grow and do stand up alongside them um and it was a uh, really fun to party with them the other night so uh i'm not too cool to mention that they are having their two years as well all right all right let's get to misconnections, aka watch out in this area uh this first one's called uh, young man seeking older woman this is in elmhurst so watch out in elmhurst younger clean laid back an open-minded male seeking older or younger, but prefer older, open-minded woman for one-to-one fun. I have high stamina and very talented with my mouth and hands, but generally speaking, everything. Very interested in looking for someone clean like myself, as well as someone who can host. I think it's weird to be super specific with the things that you're good with. I mean, if, if, if but he was talking about how he was like very talented with his mouth and hands. And then he was like, but yeah, pretty much everything. So why not at that point just be like, I'm just talented and not get like creepily specific. You know, I mean, I guess the the post isn't necessarily problematic. It's just I feel like when you say that you're like, I'm super talented with my mouth and hands, you're probably not. You know, people who, who are really good at things don't usually have to brag about how they're good at it. You're just good at it. And also, you probably don't message people on Craigslist to do it. You know, people probably just, like, come up to you and let you do that. (laughs) Uh, This next one's called Adult Boutique on Lake in Roselle. So watch out in Roselle. Was wondering if the holes are still in the booths. Was there a few months ago, and they are boarded up. Wondering if they are still there or boarded up. Thanks for any input. Okay, so this guy was just canvassing uh, whether or not there's still glory holes in the adult boutique on Lake. Uh, I did not know that that was a thing. That still happens. Um, that's news to me. Uh, so I'll, I, I, Sometimes I like I'm very surprised when I find out that something that most people just kind of joke about isn't a real thing. That still happens. I know it's happened before, but I really had no idea that glory holes were still a thing, which like leads so many questions to me, um, that I have to at now ask people because now I'm like, is it, is it a dude back there? Is it a lady? Is it a dude who said that it was going to be lady, but then it's just that dude. Uh, is it, and if it is a lady, why is that lady there? Uh, <laughs> there's so many questions. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you, uh, if you have any, uh, glory hall experience, let me know. Um, <laughs> you can, uh, send it to the email for the podcast, uh, and tell me about your experiences. I doubt that you will confess to that, but I ain't no judgments here. You do, you do, you, I don't care personally would I do it. Um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't trust anyone. Sometimes I don't trust the people when I could see their face. So I you know, when I not, not seeing their face is a, is a no for me, um, but this last one is, is sent to me uh, by my buddy Brennan. Brennan always sends me these. Um, I don't always say them. Um, he, he's, he looks at the weird ones. This one has actually uh, some of these. The ones he sends me are like job ads, but they're there is. He, I mean, he gets the idea. They're creepy. Uh, so this one is called College Girls with Attitude Needed. Uh, so watch out in South Chicagoland shooting a hilarious video where macho jock dudes get kicked in the balls. Women with major attitude needed. Ex soccer players ideal. Acting ability helpful. Please send recent pic. Uh this doesn't sound like a hilarious video. I think that's the uh I think that's a uh, definitely a ruse. This is definitely a trick to get you to kick some dudes in the balls. I know it's a it's a it's a fetish um uh, that people uh certain dudes like personally uh, does not appeal to me, does that. I mean I you know, do each their own. I would never kick shame and just Seems like that would hurt, uh, but who knows? Uh, but I also don't approve of this, like, clearly a trap situation, you know? Like, yeah, oh, yeah, we're all having a good time laughing, but the secret of the dude's like, This is amazing, please kick me in the balls. Like, that's uh, so fucking, and you have to act like you're really into kicking him in the balls, and it's all acting. He's acting like he really likes it. No, he's not acting, he just really likes it. <laughs> so watch out in south Chicago land. uh oh god that's so weird okay in any case uh here's what i got going on town hall town hall in loves park uh that's gonna be wednesday december 18th they're gonna give me give me a whopping 20 minutes to that one uh so that'll be fun that's a show run by marcos uh, marcos puts on some pretty good shows so uh definitely check it out uh, and then uh, December 26th, that's a Thursday, I will be at Two Brothers Roundhouse in Aurora. Um, they're giving me 10 to 12. Uh, those, that, that shows I run by like, a bunch of my uh, friends. Um, it's, uh, it's really, really fun. It's the day after Christmas, uh, and you're not going to have shit to do. So please come out. Uh, other than that, if you got any questions or comments, please send it to we are the strange Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, I will see you next week. Goodbye.